The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Alani bride Missy Ihara about her Wishes Collection event in Hawaii. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose Alani for her wedding and how she planned everything and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Missy. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to be married at Aulani. Well, we're both big Disney fans, and we are actually Disneyland annual pass holders. But I think our decision to go with Aulani kind of came from, that's a big variety of things, but mostly that um, we wanted a destination wedding just given the amount of people that we would be kind of obligated to invite if we were to have it locally. But also, Hawaii is like a great destination just given that my family is Japanese, so my family from Japan is like a good meeting point between uh, Japan and San Francisco, which we're both domiciled in. And with that comes like the perk of having still having like a Disney wedding. So we kind of went with Alani there. That's fantastic. And how did you choose between Wishes and Escape? Was it just a numbers thing? It was definitely a numbers game. So we couldn't get away with only inviting, I think. Their current package is like 10 or 20 people. So, Right, right. So how far out did you start planning the event? I got engaged probably 14 months from our wedding date. But with Elani and I, most, I think, Disney weddings, you can only start planning like a year out. So actually after we got engaged, we had a trip planned and we went to Japan and we're stopping over in Hawaii and staying at Olani. So we actually met with the planner there and kind of scoped out the venues on the date of our one year, um, one year out. We signed all the documents to secure our date. Wow, that's great that you got to see everything in person. Which locations did you choose? So we got married on the Halawai lawn and then did our reception at the Wailana pool. So we did an outdoor venue instead of the ballroom. Okay, got it. How many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? We invited, I believe, 120 people and 70 people attended. 
Wow, that's a pretty good turnout. <laughs> yeah, so even for a destination wedding, we I was actually expecting it to be closer to 50 or 60, but we're very blessed to have 70 people fly out. And using two outdoor locations, did you pick a season that rain was less likely, or did they have a good rain backup so you weren't too worried about it? Honestly, we were pretty set on the date. It was our 10-year dating anniversary So it was like on an awkward Wednesday, but being that it was a destination wedding, we weren't too worried about that. But um, so the time of year with the rain, we never really had the chance to think about like whether that's going to be a possibility um, because we were so stuck on the date. But Disney does have like a pretty good backup plan for at least the reception anyway. I think the like backup ceremony site is, is also in the ballroom, which could have been pretty awkward and like really not the look you might want on a wedding. But the rain in Hawaii is very intermittent anyway. So even if you like were to find like that 20 minute window, you could make that work. And they were pretty confident that it wasn't going to be too much of an issue. Got it. Now, how did you find the planning process, being that you were in San Francisco and there's a time difference and you had only been able to go out that one time, but you needed to pick vendors for certain things? How did that work for you? So the vendors are definitely difficult. And I think the three main vendors you have to choose from, like Elani's um, recommended vendor list. And so floral, video, and photos were kind of selected for you for the most part. And honestly, it's probably easier that way to deal with just because, you know, like these are experienced vendors with, they know the venue very well. So honestly, like it all kind of turned out really, really well. But the other vendors, like photo booth and I don't know, like a huge variety of things, I guess, that you kind of want as part of your wedding, that was more difficult to find. And so it was a lot of internet research and you never, I was never fully confident going into it, but it all kind of worked out. Oh, that's good. Do you have any good resources online that people can check out for tracking down vendors in Hawaii? Yelp, for sure. I use Instagram a lot, actually, for hair and makeup. For DJs, I think I started off with Yelp and then there's also like Wedding Wire and the knot and they have some reviews of some local DJs and uh, the photo booth I think I found on Yelp as well. Okay, great. Now, did you add any Disney touches to your event or have any kind of a theme? The resort itself is very, you know, Hawaiian. So um, we didn't like add extra Hawaiian themes into our wedding, which kind of set the tone for like this destination wedding, which we wanted. But we are both, you know, pretty big baseball fans. Um, we both coach a variety of baseball teams together. So we had a lot of baseball touches along with our Disney touches. We had, yeah, I think like that's all the details that we kind of went into it was um, more focused on like our two big passions in our life, which is Disney and baseball. <laughs> that's great. So which were the most important aspects of your wedding when you were focusing your time and your budget? My focus on time was mostly on my wedding timeline. I thought about that probably the most because I wanted to make the most out of my day. And in terms of money, 
I don't think I focused more on one thing than the other. I was definitely, I'm pretty thrifty, so I wanted to make sure that I was getting, you know, optimal service for anything um, for the right price. So I had a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of price comparisons and focused each uh, aspect of my wedding based on, like, the variety of services and visions that I can go with. Okay. And then were there areas that were less important where you saved time or saved money? Yeah, I think little things like centerpieces and floral, I I really didn't want that to be like the essence of the wedding. And I know that like being in Hawaii, like you want like a lot of the natural florals and stuff to be like a pretty prominent area of a wedding. But I kind of scaled that back just given that we were kind of spent that extra money to have that outdoor reception venue. But even still, I, I think I ended up spending more on floor than I initially wanted anyway. <laughs> How did you pick the vendors from Disney's list that you selected? I initially went into it based on price. I emailed every single vendor on their list and got a quote and um, all the different packages that they offered. And I started to scale back the ones that were outside of my budget range. I guess like the most expensive ones, I first knocked that out. And in the middle tiers, I started reviewing the photographers. I went on their Instagram a lot. And um, the videographers, I went to their like Vimeo pages and watched a bunch of their videos. And whichever one I was like more comfortable with, I kind of scaled it back down from there. And for floral, there's only three vendors on the list, and two of them are sister companies. And the second or the third one wasn't available for my wedding date, so I like, had to choose the two sister companies. Interesting. Yeah. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? My ceremony was at 4 p.m., but my hair and makeup got to our room at 9 a.m. And I had four bridesmaids and my mom have their hair and makeup done, as well as mine. And so we were doing that until maybe 2, 2 p.m., from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then the videographer and photographer came in and they were taking a lot of shots and we had some pictures taken and everything pretty much ran pretty smooth from the morning to the end, actually. We had our 4 p.m. ceremony, probably ended around 4.30, and then took pictures for like an hour with all of my guests. And then the cocktail hour started at 5.30, and we had our couple's entrance around 6, and we... Went straight into our first dance, and we really wanted to knock out a lot of the ceremonial reception pieces out of the way. And so we went with the first dance and all the speeches. And then during dinner, we went to take sunset photos and did all the beach photos. And had all that, and by the time we got back, we were like, I think we ate like for five minutes and then um, went straight into the dancing and started our turn up tour. Okay, so you only got to eat for five minutes. Do you have any menu item recommendations or cake flavors? We had our main cake, which was our cutting two-tiered cake. We had a chocolate 
cake with strawberry filling, which is very much a compliment of who we are as people, given that my husband really likes chocolate and I really like fruit flavored desserts. So we like, compliment it that way. But we did have our sheet cake that was actually the cake that was served and it was a passion fruit and marble cake combination. And that was delicious. So I did want to focus on like Hawaiian flavors. And so my menu was pretty much like luau food, like traditional um, Hawaiian food. Wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your reception? And we had Mickey and Minnie come for our cake cutting and we took photos with them and all the guests took photos with them. But in terms of additional entertainment, we didn't order any of it. We did have a shaved ice station, which was really fun for our cocktail hour. And so our guests even got their uh, shaved ice spiked. <laughs> the bartenders were very generous about that. So that was, I guess, as much entertainment as there was other than our DJ. So, Got it. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? Man, that's hard. <laughs> uh, the whole day, I, I mean, I think I was so relieved to have the entire day go so smoothly. And so I remember, you know, like everyone tells you to like take things slow and their day is going to go by so fast. And so I think because I invested so much time in the timeline and like having every 20 minutes planned out, I think I was able to enjoy myself a lot more <laughs> and I like really live each, each moment for itself. And so if there is any advice I would give is to like, if anything, focus on your timeline and enjoy your day with the planning that you heavily invested so much time into. That's a great tip. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? That's actually a really true question. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's really hard because I feel so satisfied with all the planning that I did. And like, I want to say that I planned everything so I didn't have to worry about it the day of. And so everything did kind of turn out the way I expected it to. That's great. Yeah. So did anything go wrong? Uh, not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think there might have been some awkward moments with our timeline being that our uh, ceremony started at 4 and our cocktail hour didn't start till 5.30. So I think some guests didn't have like a place to go really or there was like, some awkward time between when our ceremony ended and the cocktail hour starting. But it wasn't something that was in my face to worry about on the day. So That's interesting. Was that the timeline that your planner suggested or was there a reason that there was a bigger gap? I honestly chose the time. So this Alani only allowed for like two different times. I think it was a 10 a.m. ceremony or a 2 p.m. ceremony, maybe like a 6 p.m. ceremony. But they were pretty strict on the time, and I had to beg to have that 4 o'clock spot. And that was mostly because I wanted to – I didn't want to rush through anything. If anything fell behind, I didn't want to feel like I had to rush through, like, photos or, you know, heading to my reception and stuff. So uh, my husband was really adamant that we didn't do a first look. So I knew a lot of the photos had to be after the ceremony. 
And so I really wanted to leave that time to do so. I didn't really care what my guests had to wait to go to the cocktail hour. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of just selfishly decided that, you know, I want my time with my husband to take photos and (laughs) um, build memories that way. So, Got it. Now, is there anything that you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I mean, I'm sure this is very cliche, but I honestly wouldn't stress as much about all the details. Like, I did a lot of DIY, and I did a lot of, I feel like I did put in a lot of effort and a lot of details. But, again, like, some guests who know me very well appreciated all those details, and, of course, some people didn't even notice. And so you kind of, like, take what you want out of that experience and like know that you did what you wanted and didn't really stray away from like what people are going to know is what people are not going to notice. So just make it your own and make it who you, the way you want it to be. (laughs) And do you have any other tips or advice for future Alani brides and grooms? Um, My biggest advice is to always ask. My planner was so generous and trying to figure out things to accommodate. Uh, when we got married at the Halawai Lawn, they used to have a kind of a free luau show called the Starlight Hui there. And I really fell in love with the Alani Arc, which is kind of like a dome-shaped arc. And um, for a while, they were really pushing that they would only allow like the four-post ceremony arc there. But once that show went away, I like begged them again to bring that back. And so we did have it for our wedding as our ceremony arc, which is something that they didn't previously allow. So things like, you know, the ceremony times and even some of the food, like I had a lot of, uh, I guess, like action stations turn out to be just regular food items. And all those things are like pretty flexible and you just have to ask. So if you are planning a wedding at Alani, like they definitely, you know, are very service oriented in a way that's um, more accentuated being that, you know, in Hawaii, they really care about hospitality. So they really do go above and beyond to make your day special. Great tips. Well, Missy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a wishes event at Aulani, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>